This week on Access Louisville, we're going to be checking in with a big hotel project that could change the shape of 4th Street. Also, a restaurant tax has been proposed. We're going to talk through it. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Marty Finley. How's it going? Brooke Timmons. Howdy. And Shay Van Hoy. Hey, everybody. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. Guys, it's been a week for Louisville Orchestra News. On Friday, we reported that Robert Massey, the CEO of Louisville Orchestra, was out in that post. That came as kind of a surprise. We also had some lighter news, which I posted today, that Grammy-winning artist Nora Jones is going to be collaborating with the Louisville Orchestra during a concert in March. So I guess for this question, I'll keep things on the lighter side. And I'll just ask you guys about an artist you would like to see collaborate with the Louisville Orchestra. And I'll give you a bonus points if you can talk about a local artist. And uh, Shay, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, yeah, I'll just go right to the local artist. Um, I think, uh, well, semi-local now, kind of, I think, multi-location would be Twin Limb. Um, mm-hmm. They're kind of orchestral in nature anyway and kind of moody and atmospheric. And so that would be my pick to yeah. go see a concert with them. And I just thought of that four seconds ago. Yeah, so. <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, and I actually hadn't... Have they had anything new in a while? I hadn't listened al- to them in a while. I think they just had a new album out. Okay. Yep. Oh, I'll, get to go, I'll have to go find that one. Brooke, how about you? Um, so I have an artist that I listened to already that um, his name is Gregory Allen Isakov. And he's fantastic. And he did an album with the Colorado Symphony. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. So I would love to see him um, do a collaboration with the Louisville Orchestra. Um, but, I mean, there's so many other people that I could see doing a um, collaboration. I'm actually going to oh, yeah. go see Dermot Kennedy at um, Paris Town Hall in a couple weeks. And I think he would do an awesome job with the orchestra, too. Yeah, I think um, I just love I love these pairings um, with the orchestra. Uh, Marty, how about you? Uh, mine's a little bit different. I think I'd like to see Sunvolt. Sunvolt, uh, I like that. Particularly their first album, to see how that would <laughs> yeah. be different. That's like an iconic album for them. Yeah. Just to see the, what the orchestral flourishes would do, because it's you know it's folksy and and Americana, but I think it would lend itself to that kind of atmospheric ambiance. You know. Yeah. But it'd be a little bit different too. So. I'm gonna say Cage the Elephant. Yes, 100. Take <laughs> all my money. Could, it could happen in Promptu at Forecastle, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are they playing in Forecastle? Yeah. Cage the Elephant is. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But I don't think Teddy Abrams and Friends is on. I don't the think bill on this the year. List, yeah. Though I don't think they are. They could show up at any time. Yeah. There you go. And they do a lot of those surprise things at Forecastle. I saw Jack Harlow on stage with Portugal the Man last year. I yeah, think yeah, at yeah, Forecastle. Yeah. So. Uh, and there was somebody else, like another local artist who came out with, uh, with like the Killers or something. Uh, White Reaper. Oh, a yeah, couple yeah. People, White Reaper. A couple of White, White Reaper, Reaper yeah. guys got up and yeah. played a, yeah. a song or two with them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Forecastle's lineup just got announced last week. Who are the headliners again? We got Third Eye Blind. Well, they're not headlining. Yeah. Cage the Elephant, Jack Johnson, and who's the third day? Oh. <laughs> I think you've already forgotten. Sorry, Forecastle. <laughs> we, we forgot. Uh, I always look. 
I don't. I kind of just ignore the headliners anyway. I mm-hmm. normally don't care. I'm looking for down, um, down. I generally am too. artists, but although I'm getting more and more into Cage the Elephant, yeah, uh, I'm, I've not been a huge fan of them. I saw them live once. They were opening for the Black Keys one time, and uh, I liked them. But uh, lately, I've just they come on my headphones every now and again. I really like them. So. I looked it up. The other headliner is the 1975. Yeah. So, so. The, also, the kids will get their pop. Yeah. Railbird. Uh, festival in Lexington that's at Keeneland they just announced their lineup moments ago before we walk in here uh, they had Jason Isbell who else hold on let the me December pull it back up. Was another one. the Decemberists City yes. in Color speaking of shut up and take my money like uh, I'm <laughs> well, dude, all in I on Real just Bird love the Decemberists they're one of my favorite bands and um yeah, uh, Young the Giant, the Head and the Heart, um, Shovel and Rope, Shovel and Rope, Trampled by Turtles is there too. Yeah, Trampled by Turtles. Yeah, so something I'm and <laughs> something and something is on the <laughs> I know. <laughs> Bass and drummer. oh, the Warren Treaty, they're good too. Um, uh, yeah, I remember like a few years ago, everything had the name Bear in it, and like yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> now it's like something and something. Yeah, but uh, I. You know, for my money, I like Railbirds Festival a little better. I think it's, like Marty said before we started recording, it's more Americana, and yeah. I think that just appeals to me more. Um, Culture Wall is an artist I really like. He's a young guy, about 23, but he's in that alt-country yeah. category, and I love him, so I'd, I'd probably go just to see him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm one of the rare folks, it seems. Though I, I think anytime Forecastle announces, there are more people that go on Twitter and complain about it than say, yes. I love it. Uh, but I like this lineup a little better than last year and uh seeing that you know i can take a ten dollar lift and sleep in my bed that's one of, that's mm-hmm. always a good yeah, yeah. yeah. benefit yeah. to forecast over <laughs> no the real book especially you know it's like i don't you know, i guess you could say the same thing with going to keeneland but there's just you know, not anything close by other than a couple small hotels and i'm sure there might be some airbnbs or whatever <laughs> but yeah but you could see tanya tucker i could <laughs> Speaking of, uh, one more concert. Thing. I think you can just call her up and go visit her at her house anyway. She just won a Grammy, I think. Yeah. Hometown Rising was announced yesterday. So uh, who was on the headlines? Uh, Dirks Bentley, Blake Carrie Shelton. Underwood. Blake Shelton, uh, Carrie Underwood, yeah. They, so Not my kind of music, but... Dirks uh, Bentley smiled sure. at me at Derby one time and said hi, and literally my voice squeaked air. Like nothing <laughs> would come out. They, I think, though, that for them... We'll see how it goes this year because they seem to get kind of some of the biggest names in country. Mm-hmm. But last year, I don't think it, uh, you know, equated to like a bang up attendance. It was no. the least attended by far of the Trifesta, and so mm-hmm. they actually uh, had like huge country singers too, yes, right? Yeah. And so, is it a thing where country fans just aren't going to turn out uh, just by the nature of it? So it'll be interesting to see this year if it kind of changes fortunes and they actually you know, draw a significant crowd or if they're kind of giving away tickets like they were last year. Well, Hometown Rising was a first-year festival last True. year. True. Right? So um, so I think that's a thing. You kind of have to get like these names established. a healthy dose of skepticism of yeah. is this going to turn out. And, and then what happened the year before with that same production company, Danny mm-hmm. Wimmer Presents, was uh, uh, at Champions Park, I think, was it Louder Than Life that got rained out or Bourbon and Beyond? Uh, louder Than well, Life. Both. Bourbon and Beyond, I think, lost a day or two, and then Louder Than Life was canceled out, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I can see why people would be skeptical. Of course, both those festivals went off without a hitch last year, so hopefully mm-hmm. they'll bounce back. I really want to see all three of those festivals do good. Um, Bourbon and Beyond, uh, 
Hometown Rising and uh, and Louder Than Life. I went to Louder Than Life last year. I don't care for the venue at all. I almost said I hated it, but I don't hate it. I did get lots of steps on my Fitbit that day. Yeah, it was you like had a 30-minute walk, like walk to the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm, I think I'm going Louder Than Life this year just to see Metallica. So. I think we're going to fight about who's going to Louder Than Life because <laughs> uh, everybody wants to go see Metallica this yep. year. Um, so, yeah, we went way off the rails on a music discussion there. But uh, lots of music news going on. I mean, from the orchestra to the you know some of these concert festivals that are being announced. Plenty to keep track of there. I'm going to switch gears, though, and talk about a big scoop that Marty got this morning. It is Wednesday morning. Marty had a story about the Seelbach Hotel. Uh, what's going on there, Marty? So, yeah, we've been hearing for months that there was some kind of renovation or some kind of big project in the works there, and we're kind of just waiting for that shoe to drop, and uh, it dropped yesterday. Yeah. They filed plans. Uh, they're looking for what they call a certificate of appropriateness, so basically... Uh, they're asking the city to allow them to do this. They feel like it's within the, the realm of scope of uh, the city's purview to do this. So they'll get, have to get this permit. Uh, but they're looking to build a guest room addition. Um, I think there's some existing floors that would be incorporated in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's being built there north side of the annex uh, mm-hmm. where the ballroom is. But this uh, is, I don't think you've mentioned it. How many stories? Is it 11 stories? About 11 total, but I think some of those are already, I think two of them are already there. Okay, gotcha. So they'd gotcha. be like non. So just nine, building on top? Building of, on top of an existing. Of a ballroom space. Yeah, yeah. so that was an addition to the original Silbach. Um But anyway, they're going to, uh, levels two through nine would be guest rooms. They haven't said yet how many um, guest mm-hmm. rooms, but there would be an addition, uh, several floors of new guest rooms. And then. Uh, they'd have a new meeting space on the 10th floor, and then the uh, they would top it off with a rooftop bar. So we'd yeah. be getting uh, another rooftop bar there on 4th Street. That'd so be good. I know 8 Up is the, a popular Just down from 8 Up. So, yeah. um, I expect that to be popular when it opens. I don't know when that'll Maybe be. Maybe we can get a zip line from 8 Up all the way to the, uh, <laughs> that'd be to awesome. the seal box. Yes. That'd be yeah. pretty yeah. To our office. Yes. Uh, we're, ah, traffic's a little heavy. I'm going to mm-hmm. take the zip line to work today. <laughs> Um, there's Louisville is definitely behind the, the behind the times in the rooftop bar scene. I know it's like you go. They only have one hipster rooftop bar. What's that about? Huh? Right, <laughs> and it, there are other hotels with that you would that other chain hotels that have rooftop bars in other cities that I've been to, like Aloft mm-hmm. in Houston has a rooftop pool and bar, and then here. Uh, the I've actually been on the rooftop of the A-Loft by a friendly general managers. Like, do you want to go see where we watch Thunder from? Um, and then there's just gravel up there. So and, yeah, and I was like, why cool. didn't they I mean, do this? With I guess this? Yeah. the Omni technically has a rooftop pool and bar. It's but they don't yeah. use it for that. Yeah. No, they don't use it for like, really as like event space. But They... Um, they could at least just have some dude sitting up there with a cooler. So <laughs> yeah, see, oh, here you go. <laughs> there you go, bud. I got you. Um... What was I going to say? I lost my train. <laughs> lost my train. So on that. They haven't put any costs or anything on it, though, or any of that, right? No, there was a number, um, and that had to be like the rawest of construction costs. It was like 800000 That's probably just going to cost millions of dollars. But yeah. they haven't given us that number. Uh, we talked, he actually called the GM this early this morning. Right. He confirmed it, but declined to comment. Is basically <clears throat> said, we need to talk to the owners who we're still waiting to hear from. So, you know, we might have some more updates later today or later in the week. So I've been to the seal box plenty, but I'm fuzzy on exactly where this is. So I'm looking at the seal box. Mm-hmm. Where is it going? Is it kind of behind? It would be have to be behind because the 
the well, existing between where structure, that garage is, I guess. Existing structure is all the same level. That yeah. main ballroom on the first yeah. floor. Okay. Yeah. Above that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because when you were describing it, I was kind of like, oh. So for those of us it. who park in the Sealback parking garage, it's going to be tough. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think I know about where it is uh, in relation to that. So, yeah, it's so a big story there. Um, and I guess there's no timeline or anything like Not that. Not yet. I mean, this is really fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, we just found out about this morning, started making some calls, went ahead and did a story. And Will anyone sue over it? Uh, pro- <laughs> probably not. I think people are I don't okay. think so. People are okay with it's down, a business downtown district. construction. So yeah. just don't do it in, you know, in Hurstmore. I hope um, I hope no traffic gets backed up with construction equipment. We'll uh, see. I that mean, never happens. Hold your breath on that one. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to like, we're going to do something wild here. Speaking of hotels. I'm going to read a ranking that I just came up with of hotel lobbies. And <laughs> you guys are going to tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right. And this is from low to high mm-hmm. hotel lobbies. So worst to best? Worst to How best. How many have you got? Five. Okay. That's are you counting like the red carpet in? No. We're counting, no, are we talking are, downtown hotels? Uh, these are signature downtown hotels. I wish you could hotels. see the very, very limited list on his text yes, edit on um, his computer. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did this literally very, minutes before. It's very unscientific. Just, just to get you guys <laughs> talking, because I know everybody wants to hear. I'm going to start with Gold House. What do you guys think of the lobby at Gold House? Well, they just redid it, or they're redoing it. So. Is it? It's not there yet, though. Well, the one one tower is yes. so we were there last night. Yeah, the that west, was the great. actual the, lobby, lobby. The west tower, redone? I think, lobby. I didn't finished. pay attention when I walked through. The we lobby in night. the west like tower. Where you first yeah. walked yes. in. Oh, yes, was? it's done okay. now. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. it looks really nice. Yeah, because yeah. we were on the third floor for an event, and man, that looked awesome. Yeah, yeah they did a great job. Archibald Archibald Dude, it was like white marble floors. I mean, it was just didn't feel like I was at the Gold House. No, it did not. Right. They should yeah. have kept a square of that old carpet just for the <laughs> for the nostalgia. Yeah, uh, Embassy Suites, which is at Fourth and uh, Fourth. I like and, their lobby. Uh, I think it's nice. I like it. Yeah. Was that Muhammad Ali? I guess right across from the it's right across from the Sealbach. All right, some reason like, Sealbach is not on my list. You <laughs> forgot about the Sealbach. The uh, I like their fountain. Uh, I yeah. also like that there's good people watching in the CVS if you just want to stand oh, yes. in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then you've got uh, Brendan's, which has one of my favorite drinks in town mm-hmm. on the other side yeah. of that lobby. And Brendan's is a cool, kind of cool vibe to it. So the it gets enhancement points. It mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Stimley, former Business First uh, managing editor, coined the phrase "skeevies" for that <laughs> particular location. <laughs> I don't remember that. I must have missed that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he did it on purpose, but it, we all had a good laugh when he yep. did it. So. Um, the downtown Marriott also just got a freshen up. Uh, I think, you know, the lobby with the, bars, of porch the lobby bar, bar there is really happy hour. The lobby bar, I think, is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have two I bars. think the renovation looks fantastic. I think it does and too. they, they mm-hmm. needed to do it, it because when modern. Omni came on online, they, you know, they were behind. So I really think they caught up. Yeah. They, like, porch is a uh, 1 billion percent improvement over the yes. old uh, sports bar <laughs> slash. Yes. They also had another, that what blue. What was it called? Blue Champions, Champions was the Champions sports bar and then had the blue and, yeah. whatever it was, it was like a Mediterranean or grill or something. Yeah. Yeah. And downtown pro tip, 
uh, porch has probably the best happy hour in downtown because it goes from two to six and it's half off all drinks and appetizers. So That's you can get an old fashioned for six bucks, a craft beer for three, wine for five. That's so great. You got them. I have it all down. <laughs> great dry rub chicken wings too. Yes. I love their chicken wings. So. I don't like the big wings. Yeah, I do. Uh, That's a topic for too another much work. Show. I agree on the big wings. I'm with you. All wings are I'll too take, much work. I'll take all the wings. You can just give them all to me. Okay. Uh, what's your next lobby? Sorry. We next lobby. The lobbyist edition. Uh, going with the classic here, Brown Hotel. Yeah. I think of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not very open. That's yeah. the problem. But I just There's think that the There's so much potential nice. there. I mm-hmm. feel like it needs a reno, but not to freshen it and make it look modern, to like take it back. I think the Sealback is a really good example of how they had this like old school charm that mm-hmm. has been like modernized. Mm-hmm. And I think the Brown needs that. We'll throw the Seelbach into our discussion here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of got the same thing going on. Yep. It's like an older, but but they 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 freshened it recently, mm-hmm. um, okay. and I I Sorry, love it. I think it's they did their bar redid their bar too. Yeah, lobby their bar. bar's good, and I love the Brown Hotel lobby bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm going to knock over a Voss or something while I'm there because there's like a lot of expensive artifacts around, and I like walk through there very uh, carefully. But uh, I like that bar a lot, and then I think the Best one is the Omni Hotel because I like minimalism and it's very stark and just has a couple of, it's just got a desk and like a couple of neon signs. I like the I like the look of the Omni lobby. I think it's very modern. I do yeah. too. I like the Omni. It's I think I think it's a beautiful building. Yeah. Um, there are you know things to pick at there, like you know with food offering sometimes mm-hmm. and yeah um did you know that they the taco truck is no longer a taco truck it's oh. now a burger truck in the thing uh it's honestly been so long since i've yeah. been there i remember i was so pumped when it opened and now i hardly ever walk yeah. over there their pizza's good every time i went to the taco truck it wasn't open yeah. <laughs> i never it was went to just why is our burger truck, the burger yeah. truck was open. it was always close uh so you, a new player, I love the Moxie Lobby. I do too. I haven't be, been to uh, it. It might well, be my favorite. down there. So this is not a very lobby in downtown though. So it, the lobby serves basically as a bar. It's really a bar, and then you check in at the bar. So um, uh, my wife and I stayed there, and when you check in, they give you a drink. Like mm-hmm. not to buy a drink. They're like, here's your complimentary That's Moxie tail or something. And then there's, yeah. ta- there's tacos and burritos there. Uh, it's really dark. There's like video, g- there's a couple video games. It's oh, like, like loud game? music. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, re- there's a, it's a cool throwback kind of vibe, but it's really nice. I, uh, like I would like to add the 21C lobby to the yeah. list. Uh, That's it's a good an lobby art museum too. and right. uh, it's fantastic. I think Moxie and 21C is probably my two favorites in town. But how would you rank them? Oh, I mean, there's just so many different factors. I was just giving you my rank. The Moxie gives you a cocktail. Right. inadequate. <laughs> they also have the taco, zombie tacos right there in yeah. the lobby, too. We yeah. stayed on my birthday, and they gave us uh, two free tokens for burritos, two free burritos. Nice. So just a, another, a go on your birthday, and you get a free burrito. Just make sure you tell them. couple of notes. Would Omni have a rooftop bar uh, where that pool is? There's a bar up there. There's a bar up but there. But the thing is... It's not the very top. No, it's the... the uh, One for the hotel is on the third floor, I think. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it's really nice. Like, I would, I'd, you know, advise staying there. And one... A cool thing is you can, like, they'll let you go to the pool at 11 and keep your bags. And mm-hmm. then you can also have a pool pass for the next day when you check out. So you basically get two days of pool time and bar time. But they close pretty early. Mm-hmm. Like... 
they stopped serving food one weekend day at six or seven, and we were wanting to eat up there. That's and, ridiculous. And then kind of, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's not like a late night. It's thing. not the same. It's not the same elaborate vibe that you get at eight up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's not. And I guess you would have to be a guest at the hotel in order to go to that bar. Well, if you stay, you get four passes per room. So if like you and your wife went, you could invite two friends. Right? Okay, gotcha. so that's a cool so you thing can too. bring in a few. Yeah, but yeah, you have to have someone staying there, to, right? To use it. All right. Has anybody else got any hotel <laughs> lobby rankings? I would rate the hotels themselves, but I've only stayed at a couple of them, and so I haven't seen all the rooms, and it's hard for me to say how they rate. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I've the, seen most of the rooms. I'm not stated any of them. <laughs> I've just seen the rooms. The uh, we one you didn't mention that the Aloft lobby is awesome. I yeah. love it. And it's really a great good. place to go before a Yum Center event because everyone crowds into Sidebar and O'Shea's and BBC, and it gets crowded in Corner Bar in Aloft, yes. but not so much that you can't get a drink or can't find a place to sit. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to see the, the cards play Syracuse tonight. There you go. So maybe that's where we'll go beforehand. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, I would also throw out uh, the uh, AC Nulu. That has a pretty sweet Oh, lobby. I do like that lobby, mm-hmm. too. But it's not downtown, so it's sorry. soon to feature Barvetti. Oh, yes. yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah, right. That's good news. Because yep. I never made it to Barvetti at, uh, where uh, was it at? The 800, 800 building? building? Yeah, I never tower. made it down People there. People love that place, it's good. too. The, the 800 Tower lobby is actually pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't crazy. I mean, the rooms are kind of small, but, um, but that's just the way they're designed. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the lobby is actually really nice there. Perfect segue, uh, because we're going to talk about restaurant taxes and uh, the Barbetti thing. Uh, very good segue there. Uh, Marty had a story about a proposed restaurant tax. There was actually two proposals bouncing around out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about Marty's first, and I'll fill you in on the other one. Um, but uh, so it's a tw- it's a quarter percent tax. One quarter on of one percent tax. One so quarter of one percent. Yeah, point two five percent tax on all restaurant sales food and beverage yeah and then a uh a, also a tax being proposed in the same legislation with uh on yum center tickets they're calling that a surcharge rather than a tax but it's the same thing i mean pretty much it, that'd be a 10 percent. so if you went you know so you'd be 10 percent on a ticket on a basketball ticket. game or a concert you'd be paying 10 percent more yeah. uh, they're doing this as a way to create some new revenue, but the revenue... It's Metro Council. Right? Metro Council's, uh, Brent Ackerson has proposed this. They've been looking for creative ways to bring new revenue ever since we heard about the budget shortfall, which we now got the news that there's going to be a, looks like some extra money mm-hmm. uh, coming out of the budget. But um, uh, he's put this on the table. You know, we wrote a few years ago in great detail about how the Yum Center had to be refinanced or they were not going to be able to make all their debt payments. Um, so now things are good there, but they uh, they said, you know, if we could create a revenue stream to help pay down the debt, we yeah. could then free up some money in the general fund to do other stuff, like such as public safety initiatives or whatever. So that's the way what Metro that, government tells it, they have a lot of problems with revenue. I mean, that's yeah. been the message coming from Fisher's administration, mm-hmm. that they need more revenue. They yeah. tried to raise taxes on insurance last year and uh, – Obviously, we saw a lot of drastic lot cuts. Of yep. So, uh, so you know, the 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 message from the the city has been that we we drastically need need revenue, and this is like one of the few tools they have to raise money. I yeah, guess. and this is viewed as less, um, you know, um, onerous on people because it's a consumption tax. So there's right. there's you, it's a voluntary tax. You so can, you're not asking like poor people. You can boycott it if you yeah, and just not go to restaurants. Yeah, just don't go to restaurants or Yum Center yep. events. You know. Um, so there's that. And then I I guess 
Uh, the other one that I, I referenced there was th- there the uh, city of Louisville, along with some other cities in Kentucky, are trying to get the Kentucky legislature to change the state's constitution mm-hmm. so that they can levy more taxes uh, such on restaurants and, and other and other means. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the, the state's constitution uh, uh, kind of is very strict about what a city can tax on. And, uh, you know, local option income tax mm-hmm. has come up a couple of times. Um, and... Uh, That'd be sales tax, actually. Local option sales tax. Sales tax. Yes. Yeah, that's income tax. Yeah, sales tax. Um, yeah, so lo- local option sales tax has come up a couple of times. Uh, so... Um, so there's also that effort going on, mm-hmm. but the way I understand it, it's not going very well. They can't even find someone to sponsor a bill. Now that's been the GLI and the yeah, GLI's pushed this for several several yeah. times. I mean, I remember what I used to work in E Town, and I remember the city of Louisville coming down and actually speaking to city of Elizabethtown to get them to support it so they could build more of a coalition. Yeah. So, I mean, that was years ago. So it's, yeah. it's been going on. They've been kicking that around for a long time. Well, we've got Chris Larson, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> working on working on that. But uh, he's reached out to uh, city of Louisville and also uh, the Kentucky League of Cities just to talk about what they're trying to do. But the way I understand it, it, it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Uh, so what's your thoughts on a restaurant tax? Uh, I, I think... The city definitely needs money. Last year, they didn't open the pools. Yes. And we sit around and talk about, oh, let's build a subway. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? We can't afford pools. <laughs> we can't afford pools. <laughs> yeah, we saw that. We went to Denver on the glide trip, and they do the stacking local option sales tax out yeah. there. So if they have an initiative they want to do, they just they just add another tax. Yeah. And it's still not that, it's really not that burdensome on the average citizen. Right. But they did their entire transit system. Yeah, off of the and I think if you want nice tax. things, you're going to have to pay for them, and I want nice things. So. <laughs> yeah, the I, I think it, Kentucky's just so you, you talked about it so restrictive, and to me, it just it seems insane that when you say local option sales tax or local option in t- income tax, that doesn't mean there's automatically a tax. Louisville Metro government would have to propose a tax. It would have to pass that, and then it would come up for a referendum. Right. So you, me, and everyone else in town would have to pass that Hence tax. They so, were, right. The and option, they, right? And so, so um, in, Indiana has that option, and, and they've sometimes it gets voted up, and sometimes it gets voted down. But um, yeah. at least you know to have that opportunity locally. Mm-hmm. It seems you know Frankfurt doesn't want to give, um, you know, wants to keep that ball in their court and mm-hmm. not give, um, you know. It seems like a local a control issue, you know. Yeah, and that's something yeah. that a lot of people talk about. But so what? And it, but it's like you people are up in arms about the restaurant tax in whatever form. A lot of restaurant owners, and I understand it because then they're going to have to pass costs on. But uh, it's not like this was the first thing that Louisville Metro government or the mayor thought of. It was like, well, how about this? No. How about this? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are, you know? Right. What are we going to do? Unless, do you want your trash to stop being picked up? So, and they right. did stop picking up trash one weekend. I think it was over Labor Day yeah. weekend. They said we can't afford to pick up the trash and, this weekend, so they just and f- didn't pick it up. Well, and I think that people, you know, see this and think I don't want that tax, you know. But it's like if you, if you think about it and the logic and the reason behind it, besides just the shell shock of I don't want that to be taxed, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that it kind of a little bit makes more sense to people. Yeah, if they also just kind of think yeah. about it. Yeah, like a major crime problem uh, in town. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I, I went to Focus Louisville, uh, which is a program from the Leadership Louisville Center, and uh, listened to uh, Police Chief Steve Conrad 
talk about just the financial situation of mm-hmm. Louisville Metro Police. And uh, I walked out of there scared as hell. I mean, yeah. I was like, this this city is in dire freaking need of, of more revenue. More resources, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, you know, to hear the police chief, I mean, he didn't sound super confident that everything was going to be okay. <laughs> like, I mean, it was, it was a worrisome appearance. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, to hear that, um, and then, you know, just on top of that, like I said, the pools that – you know, the, the garbage collection, this kind of stuff. And it's well, like, libraries, too. Yeah, <laughs> libraries. They shut down, was it two libraries last year? Yeah. So, like, these things are getting cut, and it just kind of seems like um, at some point you're going to have to either find new revenue or, or you're going to have to c- continue, continue cutting cut. like they're doing. Uh, a lot of this is brought on by additional pension uh, uh, burdens that the city has taken on over the last few years. Um, so, you know. With the restaurant tax, too, one thing that – um, has been brought up by the Kentucky League of Cities, who's obviously in favor of this as much of anything, I think, so local to have cities, whatever local control is. Let's say a 2% restaurant tax is is able to be passed. The restaurants would then be, the, their taxes on their profits would be lowered. So you're shifting that tax mm-hmm. burden from the actual restaurant to the consumer, provided they pass that along. Right. So I think maybe that hasn't, um, and something I talked to Chris about in his reporting on this is something that really hasn't come out in reporting on this is to the restaurant owners, um, from what I understand, is on the back end, a current tax they right. have would be lowered. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we, 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 like I said, there's no bill introduced. So, right. so it's hard talking. for them to know that because yeah. this thing doesn't actually exist in any right. piece Just of paper. Just a quick you know? point. The 0.25% uh, tax is allowed under law now, but yeah. only because you could basically allocate that money toward an arena. It you was basically it all just else. tailor-made for the Yum Center, yeah. right? Yeah. Like so anything else is is outlawed as of right now. You can't do that yeah. outside the of The city, can, yeah, just can't put on a restaurant tax. In most cases, too, restaurant taxes sunset. They usually are attached to a project. Mm-hmm. A good example was a project I covered quite a bit in E-Town was the Elizabethtown Sports Park. It was a sports complex. That's another scurry thing. E-Town can do it, but yes, can't. it's Yes, based on your classification as a city. Yeah, I think that a lot of this just boils down to educating our public on mm-hmm. why this is important to our city. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, just... I, and maybe that's on the mayor that he hasn't like mm-hmm. convinced people of this. And I know people say we're just gonna have to cut more, but it's like, okay, you're not you're cutting cops and garbage mm-hmm. collection. Yeah. So. It's not just nice things; it's basic things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, it does make me worry. Um, how come you said it was based on the classification? That's yes. the reason. So it, in a town, which is considered a second class city by their classification. They were allowed to institute up to a 2% restaurant tax, which they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very controversial. The project, the sports park, was extremely controversial. Uh, but it was all the, all the money, the revenue generated from it went to pay off the park. So the plan is, in most cases with these taxes, as well as local option taxes, is that once the debt burden is paid, they usually sunset. So mm-hmm. they go away. They don't stay forever. Mm-hmm. So you, you create a revenue source for a certain amount of time. Now, I don't know with the restaurant tax here. They may not do that. They may just allocated for general fund and it may never sunset but mm-hmm. in a lot of these special taxes there's some kind of project or initiative like the transit system in denver that's attached to yeah. it your zip line project yeah for example yeah. I mean, uh, another good example that I think is was, an end-to-end transportation um, solution when miller park was built in milwaukee they used a, i believe they used either a sales tax or a restaurant tax to pay for that 
arena. Right. Yeah. Same with Lucas Oil and Indy. The downtown like restaurant. If you go to Indianapolis and eat downtown, you're paying like 10% on your bill Mm -hmm. because there's several taxes related to like downtown because Mm -hmm. the the feeling is you're mainly capturing people who don't live in Indianapolis or Louisville because they're in from out of town, conventions, that sort of thing. So you're like basically, you know, getting free money so and Ackerson said which some is why s- the tolls work yeah. so well in Florida the Acker uh, right right <laughs> Brent Ackerson said something similar about the the Yum Center tax is ba- like of course there's locals that go to Yum Center the basketball games and there's also a lot of people from out of town that go to especially the concerts a lot of people from all over Kentucky other states that, that come mm-hmm. and and watch shows especially the big shows so yeah and we talk about these other states or other cities in other states Dif- states have different Taxing mechanisms. Yeah, true. Yeah. Indiana, I know, is, is heavily relying on property taxes. Um, so, you know, maybe it's the, it's not just this particular tax situation that needs to be overhauled. Maybe the whole... Well, like, there's there's been people calling for an overhaul the, of the Kentucky tax code for 20 years. I guess. Whatever we're doing in Kentucky doesn't seem to be working. No. <laughs> so I would say go ahead and try something new. Yeah. <laughs> That's been a big thing. Like, you know, we need to overhaul the pensions and then we need to overhaul the tax. Code. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, all right, try something. <laughs> it's clearly isn't us as a state clearly isn't working that well. <laughs> so, yes. uh, we did it. We had like a 15 minute discussion on taxes. How about that? Yeah. So we are smart. Um, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up there though. Cause I'm sure people bounced a long time ago uh if you're with us thanks <laughs> i got hard drive space to think about here uh so before we go i'll go around the room let, let you guys share your um social media handles um uh and marty i'll start with you uh you can find me primarily on twitter and linkedin uh twitter is bflu marty so um you know be tweeting about stuff like the sobac and other projects as they they come along so uh, yeah that's primarily where i'm at all right, Brooke. You can find me on Instagram at, at @btimmons26. Uh, it's my personal account, but you can find things like uh, I did a taste test between Aldi Pop Tarts and Pop Tart brand Pop Tarts. What was this the weekend. result of that taste test? Aldi brand won with all of my friends, and they want to do it again. Can we rank <laughs> Pop Tarts next? Time? <laughs> we can definitely do that. Uh, we can start getting all kinds of Pop Tarts <laughs> in there. Um, so that's me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bfluebrook. I recently updated my handle. Um, so there's that. And then also uh, a project that I was working on with David is a landing page for our podcast mm-hmm. um, where you can see our faces and read a little bit about us, uh, those of us who are regular on the podcast. Um, I think that you can find that on our homepage. You can. If you go under the news tab, it's there now. And I'm going to put it back on the front of the homepage. Which would be at the very, very top and just look for the words. Just don't ac- tell our advertising director. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you can you can uh, see the words accessible at the top of the homepage and find that there. So I was very excited to work on that project. So check yeah, it out. It looks great. Shay, how about you? Uh, primarily spend my time on Twitter at Shay Van Hoy, uh, just my name. And pr- there, not only talk about uh, BFLU stuff, but also uh, post pictures of our cats and argue a lot about baseball. There you go. Um, I hadn't talked to you about this, but you're a big Astros fan. There's, right. of course, the thing going on. So uh, I'm sure you have a lot to talk about in the baseball world. Yeah, just go to <laughs> And then there's been a lot of talk the last day on Twitter. Uh, so it's the talk of spring training. It so, is. I'm yeah. Uh, sorry to bring up a sort of topic yeah. there. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at BFLouDavid. You can also send me an instant gram at <laughs> DMan3001. Speaking of awesome cat pictures. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, no, that was on Facebook. I yeah, that oh. put the cat picture on. Oh, I thought you had someone on Instagram. That's my too. cat. His name's also David. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, long story. Uh, I think that's it for this week's show. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to us on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Uh, thank you, Shay, Brooke, and Marty, and thank you guys for listening at home. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.